0: Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where we talk all things marketing, business, and personal development. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the marketing coach, motivational speaker, and Dr. Pepper lover with a mission to connect you with the most incredible women I can find and the tools you need to chase those crazy audacious dreams of yours. So welcome to the club, Firestarter now let's turn that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success welcome back Firestarters. i am so glad that you're here for another incredible episode with such a great guest i am so excited to chat with alexa carlin who is an in-demand public speaker author of Adaptable, TV personality, and founder and CEO of Women Empower X, the premier community helping women entrepreneurs grow their businesses and brands through their cutting-edge courses, events, and publishing division, Wex Press. Alexa has such an infectious energy and a courageous spirit and has worked with Fortune Global 500 Brands, to create captivating and relatable content, and she's been featured so many places like the Oprah Winfrey Network, Cheddar TV, Fox, ABC, CBS, TEDx, Entrepreneur, Glamour Magazine, and Forbes. That is a lot. From a 1% chance to live to now being on a mission to make a difference in just one person's life a day, Alexa is creating ripple effects of change for women everywhere. And trust me when I say that you are going to want to hear her story. It is such a good one, such an incredible one. And her ability to tell this story in a way that motivates you, inspires you, and lights you up to go out and impact the world is incredible. I am so excited to chat with Alexa, not only for you to hear her story, but to also talk about some themes from her new book, Adaptable, and what it actually means for you to be an adaptable person, be able to pivot, and be able to work through those setbacks that are always in your way. We all face challenges, and Alexa is going to give you some really incredible insight on how to handle those challenges when they come up. And how to really create an adaptable mindset. It's gonna be such a good one. I cannot wait for you to hear from Alexa. I know you're gonna love her as much as I do. So let's get right into it. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you're here. We loved having you speak at the Females on Fire Virtual Summit. So I just know this is gonna be so good, and I can't wait to get into all of your incredible insight and knowledge on this topic. But before we do, uh, tell everybody your backstory. Cause it's a really good one. Tell them how you got here and how you're doing what you do now.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 17 years old, always with the mission to make a difference in at least one person's life a day. And I found at a young age that I just loved the journey of turning an idea into a reality. And so I found that entrepreneurship was my vehicle to fulfill what I thought was my purpose of of making an impact. And um, from the first business, which was designing jewelry for an LA-based fashion company at 17, that led to starting a blog with the mission to really help instill confidence in girls and young women, knowing that confidence was something that held me back. I was very shy growing up, and I know that confidence is imperative to success. And while I was building this blog, it was just when social media was really starting to grow, um, not just as like Facebook was just for college students. And I saw the power in really spreading a message through social media. And I started to get a ton of different influential leaders to join on to my movement. So I connected with Mark Cuban, Shaquille O'Neal, Steve Madden, Rebecca Minkoff, um, Mark Jacobs. And I really saw the power in influencers and sharing your voice and and obviously learn how to really build that skill of confidence while doing this. And while I was growing this blog, I was in college and it was about a year and a half now of growing. And I was a few months away from graduating college. And out of nowhere, I contracted some type of bacteria that got into my bloodstream. And at one moment, I was getting ready to celebrate a milestone we had in my blog. I was inviting friends and family to come up uh, to the University of Florida, where I was studying to celebrate. And the next moment, I was being induced into a medical coma, given a 1% chance to live. And that changed my entire life, not only from everything that I experienced while in the coma, while in the ICU for um, a period of 10 days, but also afterwards, I ended up contracting a, an autoimmune disease. Um, and I believe it was from all the trauma and antibiotics that were pumping in my body for such a long period of time. And that has been the hardest thing to deal with, to live with, it's it's chronic, there's no cure. And that led me to what I'm doing today because it led me to trying to find a reason why this happened for me versus to me. And I started to speak, share my story vulnerably. When no one gave me a stage, I created my own. And that led to discovering the need to connect diverse women and create the community of, of Women in power X and, um, and, and my book, Adaptable.
0: I love it. I love it. Every time I hear this story, I'm still just like, wow, <laughs> it's like hearing <laughs> it for the first time, you know? Um, but I, I love, I love, first of all, that you like knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur, like from the get-go. Cause not a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are more like go the corporate route and then sort of hate their job and fall into entrepreneurship. So I love that you kind of knew ahead of time, like, oh yeah, I'm so going to be an entrepreneur. I'm so ready. Um, but I, I love your story because I think it just, I'm, I'm always captivated. And I think we all are by these stories where people have something so horrible happen and you're like, you feel for them, it breaks your heart for them. And then they're like, but look what it built. Like, you know, like, look what I was able to build from it. Look at the why. And I just, I love stories like that. Cause I think they're so incredible and yours, especially like going from, a 1% chance to live in the hospital. And now having to live with this autoimmune disease, which I know has to be so difficult on some days, mm-hmm. The building basically an empire of a conference and speaking and books and, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, that's really incredible. So Thank you. Yeah.
1: And I I don't want people that are listening or watching this to think like, oh, you know, it's all in my past. And I think that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to start sharing my story was because when I was on this healing journey, trying to find anything and everything to help heal my body and also my mindset, I was going through post-traumatic stress. Um, I was not healthy in, you know, mentally or physically going through this period of time of trying to figure out like, how to live with my new normal of this autoimmune. And when I would go to all these different events, see all these different like New York Times bestselling authors, while they were all amazing and inspirational, they all followed the exact same path when they spoke. They spoke on something in their past, whether it was like alcohol or drug abuse or trauma or um, you know abusive parents or whatever the stories are that we've heard from like some the most inspirational people. And then they spoke on what they did to overcome it. And then they laid out the path, how people in the audience can do the same. And while some, you know, someone that's trying to overcome something in the past, that would be transformational for them. But I'm here sitting in the audience thinking like, I'm never going to overcome this. This is something I have to live with every single day. And I always left feeling worse because I felt hopeless. Like if, if they don't have any solution, like how am I supposed to find the hope? And that's why I really wanted to share my story so vulnerably. And it's still scary to this day, sharing something that you're still going through, but I wanted to show like, you don't have to have everything all figured out. You don't have to overcome your challenges to be the person you want to be or achieve what you want to achieve. And I found the courage to show up while I'm still going through the obstacles and challenges. And like, look, I'm still going through all this it's still not perfect. It's still very hard, but even still, I'm still chasing after my dreams and my goals. And so can you. And I think that's really important because a lot of times on social media or in you know the press, you see the, the different parts, right? You see like, oh, she was here and now she's here. But even while I'm still here with the conference, a book published author, like, I'm still here. I'm still like yes. a person of going through like, you know, the hard days of living with an autoimmune or living with anything. Like we we always have challenges. We've seen that in the past 18 months. Like I don't understand why we have to spend our entire life trying to overcome something. Like who wants to do that? Just learn how to adapt to what comes your way that you cannot change so that you can still push forward and continue to live your life without always trying to overcome
0: something. Ah, uh, I love that. I love that so much. Because you're absolutely 110% right. Like we constantly hear about, oh, here's how you overcome a challenge. Here's how you, you know, build the mindset to get through this. Here's how you put this behind you. And for a lot of people, you know, if you're dealing with something like an autoimmune disease or or anything else like that, yeah, like that is something that you can't just toss it behind you and be like, okay, Okay. I'm done with it. Let's (laughs) move forward. And you're, even for the people who maybe aren't in that position, you're right. There's always going to be something else. And I think if entrepreneurship teaches you nothing else, it's going to be that there's constantly a new challenge, right? There's constantly something to face and maybe it's not always in your business. Maybe it's something in your personal life, but it affects your business, right? Definitely. So I think that's definitely a really good point. And I kind of want to dig into that for a second because you mentioned, you know, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to overcome it. You just have to learn to be adaptable. So how, you know, what worked for you? in actually, and I know you wrote the book on it, right? You wrote adaptable, but when you were starting out and you were sitting in those conference rooms and you were listening and you were saying, that's never going to work for me. What was then the go-to for you that did work? Where did you start in learning how to actually get that mindset and become an adaptable person and not be afraid to kind of carry some of that baggage and some of those challenges along with you?
1: That's such a good question. And uh, I could go so many different ways in this, but I I would say the first thing that really helped me shift my mindset during that time to adapt to what I couldn't control and to what I felt, you know, it was now permanent, um, a permanent part of my life was exchanging hope for curiosity. because always during this time, people are like, as long as you have hope, you can move forward. As long as you have hope, you know, hold on to that. And I'm like, well, I don't have hope for the future. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. There is no cure like, and that's for anything, right? business challenges, mental health challenges, even loss. Yes, loss is in your past, like a permanent loss, death or whatnot. But when it's someone that's so close to your heart, like that's permanently part of you now. And and so how do we find the hope in that? And when I couldn't find hope, I felt like giving up because that's what people said. The one thing you needed, I didn't have. And one day I became curious and I had this one curious thought like, what if this happened for me? Like, what if I wake up one more day? What if I try one more time? And at this time in my life, I was too sick to speak publicly. So I started a live stream show on a new live streaming app that came out back in 2014. And every single day I showed up for the people that would show up to watch. And there was many days where I was like, I cannot show up as a motivational person. Like I am so sick. I am so lost. Like, how can I be motivated uh, enough to even do this, let alone motivate others? And the more that I shared what I was going through, even when I didn't feel motivated at the time, the more people showed up because that was what was relatable. And I, during those hard days, I just had that curious thought, like, what if I do one more live stream? What if I wake up one more time? What if I you know, post one more time on social media. What if I try one more doctor's remedy, like all the different things. And, and that kind of leads to one of my mottos that I stick by today. And uh, it's, it only takes one. And there's so many kind of different factors of that, but that was the initial concept of it, where it only takes one person, one decision, one action step, one thought that can possibly change your entire life. But you have to be a curious enough to go and discover
0: what that one thing may be. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love this concept of trading hope for curiosity because we do hear that so often of oh, just you know, hold on to the hope and, and just stay hopeful. And I don't think there's a a person in the world who has had hope every day of their life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we all have those days where. It feels hopeless, and you mentioned I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think for a lot of us, we get in those, you know, predicaments, those challenges, those situations where it is just dark. We can't see it. We can't see the end of the road. We don't know when, mm-hmm. you know, the good days are coming back. And I know a lot of people, especially in in the past eighteen months, two years, have have really felt that way a lot. And you know, I think we we constantly turn to And this is kind of my problem with the world of self-help and personal development, right? Mm -hmm. It's great. I love it. I live in it too. But I think on those days where we feel the most hopeless, those are the days that we turn to the books, the podcasts, the conferences where we're like, well, they figured it out. You know, they have hope all the time. They're so happy all the time. They know what they're doing. You know, they got through it. What do I do? And we turn to those and all we keep hearing are the same messages, like you were saying, just over and over and over again. And so to me, that's, it's kind of why I love hearing you speak. Cause it's like the different voices that are stepping up and saying, no, 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 you don't have to overcome this. You don't have to constantly have hope. You just have to learn how to live with it. You just have to learn how to adapt with it. You've got to learn how to, you know, ask what if, right. Right. And, and just constantly show up one more time. Those are the people that I would rather be listening to, because like you said, that is more relatable because so many of us, when we're turning to these people for advice, it's in the dark moment, it's Mm -hmm. in the hard thing. And it's really easy to look at somebody and say, oh, just, just have hope. Just have faith that the good days are coming. Like, you know, however you want to word it. But when you're on the other side of that, you're like, I can't just do that. Like, I can't just suddenly go, oh yeah, I'm hopeful. Right. Um, So I love, I love that concept of just constantly asking what if, and I I think we've all kind of heard that, you know, how is it for you? You know, Mm -hmm. some kind of version of that, but being able to really sit with yourself and say, okay, but what if this and what if that, and what if I could just do it one more time and I don't have to show up. Three hundred sixty-five days for a live stream. I just have to show up one more, right? right. And just continuously saying that. I think that really does change your mindset a lot.
1: And and to go off of that, um, and it's funny actually. You said just have hope because in my book, like that that uh, chapter of exchange hope with curiosity, it says just have hope. This is like the worst advice that anyone gave <laughs> me.
0: I think it, it, it like really starts that way. way.
1: It really is but uh yeah like and, and there's the other side of this idea of it only takes one it's the motivator of the mindset shift of you know keep on going one step at a time and uh the what if it you know it's the next one and then it's the also betting on yourself and and believing in yourself and this changed my my mindset so much because as i mentioned before like since i was since i can remember since i'm 17 i remember specifically getting really into leadership really into my business and and just thinking if i just made a difference in one person's life a day i did my job i remember like i was in student government and my first speaker motivational speaker i ever saw shared the starfish story you know where yeah, they throw I back love
0: that one, yeah.
1: right made a difference to that one and that stuck with me since I was in high school. And so I was like, if I just make a difference in one person's life, I did my job. And I believe in the power of one and the power of the ripple effect. But now I'm 21 years old and I'm being induced into a coma where they told my mom, call your family. She has 24 hours to live. And in the period of those six days in the coma, they gave me a 1% chance. Now, one time I was speaking on stage at a a WEX conference um, to a few hundred people. and I. I asked the question, if I said that you can achieve your wildest, craziest dreams, want to be president, want to be a rock star, want to be a, a today's show anchor, whatever it may be, um, you you can achieve it, but you have a 1% chance of doing it. Would you quit what you're doing right here, right now, and go full force with it? And, no, and I said, raise your hand if you do that. And nobody raised their hand because they're like, that's so stupid. Like I'm a smart individual. Those are a horrible odds, right? I have 99% chance of failure. But what this, what this shift did for me was if my doctors, if my family, if my friends said, oh, well it's only 1% chance. I, I mean, there's no point in staying at the hospital. Like the odds are horrible. Like let's just give up. Then I wouldn't be here today. So you only need a 1% chance And it is you who has the power to put yourself in that 1%. Mm,
0: mm, mm. That is so good. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're just getting like all the best parts of the book right here. (laughs) I love it. Um, no, but you're so right. Because I think so often, you know, we, we hear that and we're like, oh gosh, yeah, those are horrible odds. I would never. And we look at other people like yourself who have done it right. Who have, grasped to that 1% and said, Hey, I've got 1%. I'm, I'm going for it. And we're like, Oh, good for them. That's so awesome. But I could never. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we just think that we can't do it. But when you think of it in that perspective of what if your, your family member, your daughter, your sister, your mom, your friend was lying in a hospital in a coma with a 1% chance, would you still be in that hospital room with them? 99% of us would say yes. Right? right. So I think you've got to, it's all about perspective. Right. And you've got to put it in perspective for yourself. What's going to make that 1% matter to you. What's going to make that 1% make you want to get up and go do the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to ask for you, what, what helped you motivate yourself on those days where, cause you know, some days it's easy. Some days we're like, Oh, I got this. I'm awesome especially in entrepreneurship, it's like a roller coaster, right? right. So we have those highs where we're like, I got this. I'm doing amazing. I'm getting all the clients, I'm getting all the speaking gigs. I'm doing all the things, but we have those days where we're like, I am garbage and this is garbage and I should quit. And I don't know what I'm doing. What do those days look like for you? Cause I know you still have them. We all do mm-hmm. where, how do you motivate yourself? How do you actually look at the 1% or the what if and say yeah okay i just need to keep remembering that i need to keep pushing forward i just need to do it one more time
1: yeah i i mean i have those days all the time just like anyone else and um there's a few things sometimes i take a step back and allow myself to just feel the feelings and that's another actually chapter of my book feel the feelings and because it's important to allow them to come through and not like push them aside, but you have to set a time limit for it. And that's with any hard feelings that don't have a direct reason why I'm not talking about when like something horrible happens and you're sad. Like, obviously there's a direct reason, but I'm talking about those days where you wake up and you just don't feel motivated or you feel sad for no reason. You're like, why do I feel this way? And then you start to feel worse because you're questioning it and you feel guilty about it. Cause you're like, my life's pretty good. I've waited so long for this. Like, I know I feel that all the time. I'm like, I'm healthy now. Like, you know, I have, um, uh, a remedy that is keeping me much better than I was a few years ago. I feel safe. I, my family's healthy. And then all of a sudden I wake up feeling sad. And I'm like, I've waited so long for this. Like you have no right to be sad. And, That makes you feel worse. So I've come to the conclusion that you have to allow yourself to feel the feelings, but instead of harping on the why, why do I feel this way? Because that's, I'm a big believer in like manifestation and what you focus on is what you attract. And if you're asking yourself, why do I feel this way? You're focusing on horrible things that are causing you to figure out why you're feeling sad versus like when we laugh, we never ask ourselves why we just laugh. We just feel happy. So I flip the script. When I feel sad, I allow myself to have that day, but I have things in place, whether it's like a happiness playlist or people to talk to or journaling or a book. So I set a time limit. Maybe it's twenty four hours, maybe it's a week. It depends on what how you know what you're going through. But when I am happy and laughing, I ask myself why, because then I retrace the steps and bring more of that into my life because that's what I'm focused on. But so feel the feelings is one of the ways that that helps me. Um, The other thing is I ask myself, what's the alternative, especially the days in entrepreneurship where I feel like giving up, (laughs) feel like this is so hard. I could be doing so many other things that's like, you know, have so much better work life balance. I could probably be making a lot more money, um, you know, working a different job and, and I question it. And like right away, I'm like, no way. Like I would not be happy doing that. It's just not in my DNA. And so there's no other alternative. And when there's no other alternative, then I have to make what is work. It may not be the path I'm on right now, but it's still the main purpose that I'm focused on. And and I'm a big believer, like, you know, follow the purpose, not the path or be committed to the purpose, not the path. Because as we've seen this past year, like, the paths may change. Like I can't host giant conferences right now, but my purpose of still empowering women to achieve their dreams, take action, use their voice to grow. Like that purpose is the same. Just the vehicle of the path to get there is different.
0: Mm, Yeah. I love that. And I love that all of this ties back into that curiosity piece of, I think when you get into that space and that mindset of just wanting to constantly ask questions and and dive deeper, then like you said, you'll start asking yourself, why am I laughing? Why am I happy? What feels good today? Like, how do I trace that back, you know, to the source? And how do I remember that for the hard days, right? And what is the alternative? Okay, well, I there's not one because I wouldn't be happy doing that. So now I just got to keep going. Um, but I love that you mentioned, you know, kind of that pivoting piece a little bit too, and becoming adaptable, even on the the things that aren't like some huge challenge just for us. Like take, for example, everything that's gone on the last year and a half, businesses have had to pivot left and right. And you've mentioned the conferences and not being able to, to hold these big, you know, in-person events for so long, but you were able to find a way to stay true to your mission and constantly be empowering women and did that through a variety of different outlets and vehicles. So what, What's your advice there on because I know we've talked about kind of getting in the mindset of becoming an adaptable person and really like taking on that that curiosity versus so much just being hopeful what's your advice for the actual action of being adaptable like when when you know everything hits the fan and it's all going to chaos and And somebody's actually in that moment where they're like, okay, I actually have to adapt now. I actually have to pivot now. What is the action part of that look like? Because even if they've got the mindset down and they're like, okay, I'm adaptable. I've got this, you know, I can figure this out. How do you actually really in that moment, like not have a breakdown and stay true to the mission and, and figure out what the next right step is?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I for sure had some breakdowns over the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> Didn't
0: we all? Didn't we all?
1: <laughs> and like followed all the shiny objects. So oh, it should do this, should do that. Right. Like just to keep a flow. <laughs> and then you realize like, this is lasting longer than we all expected. But, uh, one actionable tactical thing that every listener or someone that's watching this can do right here, right now, especially during those times when you're like, okay, I need to pivot. What do I do? And how do I not give up? is create a non-negotiable list when it comes to your dreams and career. And I did this over the uh, pandemic and after trying to follow all the different shiny objects and and realize like I'm losing my passion, trying to like listen to everyone else but myself. And I remembered when I was in the dating world, one of my best friends was like, write your non-negotiable list on like the non-negotiables when it comes to finding your person. And cause I was like dating and dating and I was like, I have a good time with everyone. I mean, I can make myself laugh and make other people laugh and, but it's just like not the person. And I'm so focused on my career. I, I just didn't want to like waste more time just dating to date. And I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to find this person. And so my friend gave me this advice, write your non-negotiables. And when I did that, I realized what's a must have versus a nice to have. And that led me to my now fiance. And I I realized like I had this epiphany moment over the pandemic. And I was like, why don't I do that with my career? Like the thing I spend most of my time. And so I wrote my non-negotiables in my business list or when it comes to your dreams and goals. And I wrote down about like 10 to 15 items. And I just like, didn't think about anything I was doing. I just thought about what I wanted for my business life in my career. And I had so many different things from like, has to be rooted in collaboration over competition, has to give me freedom in my life because I know as a, from my health, I need to be able to have that flexible schedule needs to be able. I need to be able to use my voice to inspire people and share my story. And so I kept on writing all of these things. And some of it was rooted in values that I, I care about. And some was rooted in like the lifestyle that I want. And when I looked at this list, after I was done writing it, there was not one place on this list that included in-person events, nor even in-person public speaking, Mm. because that's what I was doing beforehand. And I realized like, that those things were not non-negotiables. They were just paths and vehicles, like I said, to get to where I want to be. And so doing this really helps you realign with your purpose. And you'll realize like there's a million ways to get to where you want to be. You don't, you, you can never give up on the first, the second, the third, the fourth try. And so this is a very tactical thing that you can do right here, right now. It takes like 10 to 10 minutes or less to write your non-negotiables of what you really care about. Again, what's a must have versus a nice to have um, because that's going to help you see, okay, these are my non-negotiables. What are, what are all different opportunities in front of me that I, I can pursue that includes all of these things. And it may be way different than what you're doing now, but if it's part of your non-negotiables, it's going to light up your, your passion and, and lead you to your purpose. What I believe.
0: Mm, that is so good. And such, a, I, I, always love action steps. You know, we can talk about the mindset piece all day long. It's so important. It's so needed but at the end of the day, I'm like, give me something I can do right now. Right. Yes. Um, so I love that because I think it's, it's easy and it really does put it in perspective and just kind of going back to everything we were talking about. You've got to get everything in perspective for yourself of what matters most to me, you know, what's going to be important to me, what's going to help me move forward. What's going to make me happy. What's going to kind of give me that hope right Mm -hmm. on, on the days where I don't feel it as much. And so I I really love that. This has been amazing. Uh, Any any final thoughts on becoming an adaptable person? Anything we didn't cover that you wanted to touch on maybe?
1: Uh, I mean, there's so much, but just going off of that action step thing, I think that's really important and um, I'm, I'm the same way. And so in, in the book adaptable, every chapter is very short. Um, you can, cause I'm a big, like, I love reading shorter chapters, but oh very short to the point, but it starts with a very vulnerable raw story. And, and many of people that have been following me since let's see back in 2014, um, during my early days, way before Wex, they're like, Alexa, I've followed you for so long and I've never heard these stories. And because some of them are very embarrassing they were, they've been they're still too hard to share speaking but writing a little different part of me comes out but uh there's a very vulnerable raw story of like real life stuff and it's linked to a transformational lesson that changed my entire life and then it ends with an action st- step, but each action step has an example of how I've actually implemented in my life. So you can do it. And some are very easy. Like it's a one word mantra to carry around or it's, you know, write your non-negotiable list. Um, but that's how I laid out the book. So ideally anyone could read through it from front to back, but then anytime you need like a sign from the universe, you could flip open to any chapter and get something out of it. Um, that's so so cool. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and kind of going the last thing I want to share, uh, which is actually how I open up the book, um, with a quote and there's tons of quotes in the book too, because I'm a big quote junkie of my own quotes, but, uh, I open up the book with this quote and we talk about like searching for the light at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, this quote really, I just like thought of it one day and it changed my entire life. Like, to not be so focused outside of myself. And the quote is, for a long time, I was searching for the light at the end of the tunnel until I finally realized the light was within me all along. Mm. And so anyone listening to this or watching this, uh, I want to remind you that the light's always been right inside of you and it's up to you to just unleash it. Ah,
0: oh, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful and you guys, Her book is going to be listed in the show notes. We're going to put it down below the episode. So please go grab it. It's so worth it. Like you're getting a steal of a deal there with all of her incredible stories and action items. So go grab Adaptable. Trust me, you're going to want it on your bookshelf, on your nightstand. You're going to want to read it. It's amazing. Uh, Alexa, this has been incredible. We're going to close the show out really quick if you're ready with our rapid fire round. These are just some- Fun, quick questions to close out the show. All and right. I'm way. ready. All right. Here we go. What is your favorite part of your morning routine? Coffee <laughs> has to be, I mean, God. I love it. That is, I, I wish I had tallied up the amount of times that that gets answered. That is like the the one commonality that everyone has on the show is, is coffee. It's definitely my favorite. I love it. I love it. What is, maybe besides your own, what is the last book that you loved? Mm,
1: um, that's, I mean, I just always go back to my favorite book. The only book I've read more than once, which is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho.
0: Oh, such a good one. Such a good one. Highly recommend to anybody that yes. hasn't read it yet what is one tool resource platform whatever you want in your business that you just swear by you recommend to everybody i would say a project management
1: tool um it changed uh the game for us with a virtual team i mean we use asana but there's tons any project management
0: tool it's a must yes oh my gosh yes my my type a organizational brain yep. is like <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, What is, or who is one other woman that you love to follow on social media?
1: Uh, I love to follow Elena Cardone. She is so awesome. She's spoken at WEX before, but online, she just gives it all and is always inspiring, but also so energetic. And uh, yeah, she's, she's always uh, a good person to
0: follow online. Definitely a huge motivator for sure. (laughs) And last question, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been
1: given. It's a tough one. (laughs) I know there's so many good pieces of advice. I would have to say, um, my mom gave me the advice early on to be confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And while it took me a long journey to figure it out that still holds true to be the best piece of advice is to be confident in who you are.
0: I love that. I always love the ones that come from mamas because they're yeah. just always the, the simplest, but the best. And you know, mama's know best. Definitely. Love <laughs> it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them about the book. Where can they go grab it?
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me all over social media, hang out on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok the most at Alexa Rose Carlin. You can learn more about my uh, company as well as get info about the book Adaptable at alexacarlin.com. And Adaptable is now available everywhere books are sold. Uh, So Target, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, um, Amazon, all the above. Right,
0: and tell them about Lex, tell them what's going on with that and how they can get more info and stay in that community. Definitely. So
1: women empower X, we're really focused on helping women entrepreneurs grow their business and brand by using their authentic voice. I think voice speaking is the best possible marketing vehicle to make an impact and income. So we have a membership that's really focused on helping entrepreneurs, uh, get better through speaking on all different platforms from podcasts to recording your own videos, short form, long form to speaking on stages and also offering opportunities to get seen through speaking gigs and press opportunities. And I also will be launching a course to help entrepreneurs grow their business through
0: public speaking uh, next year. Very cool. I love it. And WEX is such an awesome community, you guys. So definitely go check it out. Alexa, you've just cultivated such a beautiful, you know, setup for a community over there. So thank kudos you. To you for that. Uh, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Alexa, for your time and just your generosity in sharing what you've learned over the years and what works for you and what didn't and um, diving into some of those kind of you know, nooks and corners of the self-help space where not a lot of people dare to go. I, <laughs> I always love these types of conversations where it's not the the same old stuff that you hear over and over and over again. It's, it's something a little different, something a little more relatable. Uh, I think we could all use a little more of that. So I just appreciate you and appreciate your time and your knowledge and highly recommend, like I said, that everybody go grab adaptable. It'll be in the show notes, Uh, But Alexa, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at femalesonfire.com. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.